Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. So let's talk about your cosplaying and stuff mm. like that. I've never gotten into that sort of stuff. It just, Interesting. Yeah, it just never... Did, did you ever dress up as a Star Wars character like as a kid? Birthday party or Halloween or anything? No, I don't think I did, actually. Wow. We didn't have Halloween. Yeah, I was. I think I was from a young age so mental about American culture that I I always insisted on having Halloween. I wanted it, mm. like you know, you see it on ET and stuff. Yeah, and you're just like that looks like the best. But um, yeah, it's not like in Australia now. It's a lot more. You know, people get into it a lot more, and and you do see kids dressed up and mm. there's a lot of parties and stuff. But yeah, back when I was a kid, I remember. Kids trying to get it going. Oh, trying to make Halloween happen. Yeah, just like going to do- like dressed up, knocking on doors. We haven't got any c- candy. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're on the wrong side of the planet, you oh. silly little ghost. I wonder whether our, our our collective parents might have like gone ahead and told the neighbours that, that we were going to be doing Halloween because we did always get a reasonable amount of swag. What got you into the cosplaying thing? I had started cosplaying... Uh, well, I was always that guy at the costume party, you know. I was always the person who took it really seriously <coughs> and made a, made a costume where everybody else was wearing a fun hat. And then I went to my first convention. Uh, I went to Supernova in 2009 and that's when it started. I did a, a World of Warcraft costume and I also went as Silk Spectre. How um, did you shrink yourself down? <laughs> oh, I went as Silk Spectre from Watchmen and that really kind of took the lid off it for me and it was at that event that I met some of the guys from the 501st uh, so that sowed the seed of possibly doing a Star Wars costume but that took a couple of years to um, to germinate so the 501st for those that might not know is the big that is the huge Star Wars costuming yeah and specifically the bad guys yeah. so there's also the rebel legion uh, yeah uh, whatever um <laughs> So I had been thinking for a while I'd like to do a Star Wars costume. I didn't want to do a Star Trooper, just be- a, a Stormtrooper, just because I knew the costumes were incredibly uncomfortable and quite expensive to put together. Uh, and so I was looking for possibilities and I saw that Australia did not have a female Tusken Raider, uh, which are on screen for all of about six seconds, but, but are very widely documented in in all those fantastic making of books that came out for the the uh, new trilogy so that's what i put forward and um and i went for it so what do you mean by put forward how does that work so you join the forums to sort of suss stuff out with the 501st and then you say okay i'm going to do a build of x uh and you do your work in progress photos and then when it's time to uh get approved you go to whoever is at your garrison or whatever happens to be your local um, 
501st branch and then you show them all the photos and it's this incredibly arduous process where they're like no that like that arm wrap is not right or for me it was the gloves I couldn't quite convince them that I had appropriately tea-dyed the cotton gloves to the right female Tuscan Raider colour. I was like, you've got to believe me, guys. My camera's not very good. The gloves are genuinely like ecru coloured. Uh, and then eventually you get approved and then you can start trooping. So it's um, it's an interesting process. It seems really weird because if I saw a female Tuscan Raider, I, it's pretty convincing. But those gloves. <laughs> yeah. Just not the right sand colour, mm. man. Yeah, it was hilarious. And and that was when I sort of started to get a bit of a, mm, this seems to be taking all the joy out of costuming, but oh, well, I really want to get approved. And then it was that, you know, a couple of years later, I kind of went, okay, I think I've I've had my fun here. I'll just go back to being a, a non-approved yeah, costumer. I, like, I don't know much about, you know, I've sort of seen, you know, little documentaries about them and stuff, but it does seem very, I don't know, like... Political or something? Mm, extremely. And a really funny mix of people because they're all obviously Star Wars nerds, but a lot of them, depending on their chosen area of costuming, you, you are almost the kind of people you would expect to be putting together cars. Like they're that mm-hmm. intense about it. Um, and I, I found, surprisingly enough, that the Mandalorians and the Mercs were all perhaps not so nice. Uh, you know, the Jawas were really friendly people. <sighs> Stormtroopers were kind of generic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was a really interesting couple of years. Um, so you think like what people dress as says something I about them? I think it does because I ended up having a huge fight with the local Boba Fett, and um, and that was that was kind of the prelude to me leaving. <laughs> uh, but it was kind of amazing, you know. There's nothing. There's nothing really like it. You do these troops where obviously, you know, we see 501st members a lot at like Good Friday Appeal and stuff like that. But we would do things like go out to these country parades and um, there was one, I can't remember where it was, but it was out in the sticks and their their town parade that year was space themed. So we've got all these little kids in their space suits made out of paper plates and then Darth Vader and the 501st <laughs> <laughs> and the local municipal brass band. Oh, it was great. Stuff like that was absolutely brilliant. And I, there was every now and again, I kind of think maybe I'll get back into it because I got this screen accurate female Tuscan Raider costume, which took a lot of work. But it was a really interesting process too because it is, like I was saying, that they're kind of very particular sort of prop maker. It's quite a blokey environment. And so I hopped on the forum and I'm like, well, I'm going to make this female Tuscan Raider costume. And for those of you who aren't intimately familiar with that costume as I am, it's it's got this quite intense like mask and, and chest plate um, contraption and... My idea was I was going to make it out of Eva foam, which is just that craft foam you can get at like craft shops. And I was going to cover that in Crayola Model Magic, which is an air drying uh, clay, and then paint it up. And they were all like, oh, no, you can't do that. You've got to make it out of, out of you know, fiberglass uh, or X, Y, Z. And so I, in, in, in hearing that, it was like they just set me a challenge. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make this out of my chosen materials and I'm going to get approved. And I did. And then after that, they were all very interested in what you could do with craft foam and model magic because it was like a third as as heavy as a as a fiberglass helmet would have been. So that was kind of entertaining as well. Yeah, it's weird when I don't know. You get double nerd. Yeah. Like there's no there's like oh. I you're like I'm a nerd, but you're you're double nerd. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like you are 
making me not like Star Wars now. And that's what it was in the end. I think it kind of... I, I, I appreciate that the, the kind of copyright loophole that they're in is that they have to make everything screen accurate to accurately represent the brand. But at the same time, it kind of sucks a lot of the fun out of it. And you would see things like... And this was the catalyst for me deciding to... I mean, leave in inverted commas. You know, it's sort of a voluntary thing at the best of times anyway. But I was on the forums and this this woman came on and said she wanted to do a speeder bike trooper. And I was just like, great. And, and then all the guys started saying, oh, maybe you should think about something else. Like, you're a bit too big to be a trooper. And I was like, guys, have you looked in the mirror recently? You know, it, the whole point is that our costumes are screen accurate. Not a single one of us has a screen accurate body mm. you know if we go back and look at the films at the shape and size of the people in it does anyone have Han Solo's dimensions <laughs> well this was, and that was the hilarious thing the guy who was playing Darth Vader was intense about it and he'd gotten like lifts for in his shoes so that he was exactly as tall as oh god it was just it was kind of another world and and I I, I consider myself someone that cares about things like screen accuracy but not to that extent yeah I there's some things that, and you know, if people are into it, that's fine. Like I, you know, I collect all the the vintage action figures, but then when you go to the extra thing of like people collect what little trademark and what country they were made in, like oh, man. you read the little raised copyright thing on the back leg, right? And that to me, like I've got no idea mm. what my ones, but you know, you see it listed on eBay that it's like Hong Kong or you know, yeah. and that to me is. Like, oh, that's that's the fun drainer. And I know people are, you know, they couldn't think of anything better than finding, right? you know, whatever this bizarre little... <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it just seems like going into th- that, it seems like, like you're studying. It, it just yeah. seems like that one little bit of... You've turned it a bit too far and you've yeah. turned it into some, like a chore almost. I think, I think the only area in which I can really get into that, and this happens a lot on the Replica Prop Forum, is or the RPF, as it's uh, as it's colloquially known, is with the blasters and the and the sabers. And that, that to me is fun because those they were all constructed out of just stuff from, mm. you know, hardware shops and, and disposal stores. So that I kind of I kind of like because it's a bit like a treasure hunt. You know, there's only so many cobalt flash housings left in the world. and uh, So when somebody finds one of them and you know they're going to do a really awesome screen accurate Empire Strikes Back saber hilt or something, then that's cool. But yeah. but the but the rest of it is just like, can't it just be good enough? You know, can, <laughs> it needs to be good enough that a kid can look at you and think it's cool. And that was the best thing about the 501st was going to conventions. And I remember the first time I, I wore my Tuscan having this i saw this little kid because i could hardly see anything too it's got it's limited visibility so i was kind of squinting out of the crowd and i see this little kid like talking to his dad and then pointed at me and goes i want a photo with that thing <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was true success i was fascinated at with the first time i went to comic con i've been twice now i'll be back this year can't wait nice. yeah and is how much people loved getting photos like me with them. Yeah. So they've got this costume and stuff. And at the start, and it was weird because I ended up saying to Jackie, I'm like, oh, I get it. They all want us They all want us to take photos with them. Oh, yeah. Like, whereas at the start, I was like, 
um, sorry, can I just, do you mind if <laughs> I just get a, me. like, that's such a cool costume, can I get a photo? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, I don't know, it's like they're yeah. racking up points and stuff. They, they want the photos. What's it like to be? Oh, it's great. I've been four times and I, I costume every time. And um, To San Diego, do you mean? Yeah, to San Diego Comic Con. I, I go occasionally to Armageddon and Super Over Here and I've been to New York Comic Con as well. But San Diego is that to me that's that's me- like that's nerd mecca, um, and I love it. And that is that is l- almost literally all I do because there's two hundred thousand people through the door. So mm. if you're going to try and go to panels, you end up in queues for a thousand years. Uh, the first two years I went, I was working as well, and, and hey, it's Comic Con, not the Sarlacc. <laughs> and now I guess now I just go as a pleb because I tended to find that I would have to run off to do interviews and things and it was eating into my floor time. So I tend to just walk around Hall D and the and the foyer and that's almost it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just really enjoy walking around seeing everybody else's costumes, looking at what's happening. Every now and again you'll be lucky like I remember a couple of years ago Robert Downey Jr. turned up at the Marvel booth. Stuff like that. The Weta booth is always amazing. Like the Weta workshop guys are always there. You can just walk up and talk to Sir Richard Taylor. But yeah, I that's the best bit for me, and it's it's especially great when it's a costume that kids kids get. So I went a couple of years ago. One of my costumes was Effie Trinket from Hunger Games, but the book version of her Reaping Day outfit, which all the kids got. They're like, "Oh, you're from the book!" Like, said so a spring green suit, and that was just out of control. And I had this fishbowl full of Reaping Day lotteries tickets but they all said primrose everdeen so that was great because kids would go and they'd take it oh no it's primrose like (laughs) (laughs) so stuff like that is just brilliant and just some of the stuff you see like i saw this father and son team and the son was in a wheelchair and they were ghostbuster jedis (laughs) so they were jedis but their robes were like ghostbusters colors and they had name tags and oh shit it was great stuff like that you start abusing them for not being canon. <laughs> <laughs> to hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As, and shows like the Making Steel Wars show, which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net, where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows, which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys, as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force 
be with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.